0: Out into the world with action. What happens when you accept being a gifted adult with Victoria Rose Supper? Hi, everybody. Victoria Rose is here with us. Victoria Rose is a musician, she's a vocalist, she teaches music she's a social media strategist she is a tea lover and an all-around amazing person and we are here today to talk about what happens to you when as an adult you realize you're gifted and then you like not just admit it but you accept it and there's a big difference between admitting and accepting And so that is what Victoria Rose is going to share her wisdom about. And I'm sure I will have things to punch in here, too, because I think it's important. And so we're going to launch in and get ready because this is going to be a ride. I can tell. Just know it's coming through. So, Victoria Rose, welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Diane. I am so excited to be here.
0: Oh, this is so thrilling. So... Tell us a little bit about your gift, your journey as a gifted adult, like really accepting your giftedness. How did that begin? Of course, we're going to talk about the whole trajectory, but how did that begin? So as a gifted adult, it
1: actually came, I think a lot of aha moments when you're a gifted adult come in times of crises or come at that like kind of breaking point that you feel. When I was in the junior year of, when I was in my junior year of college, I I was so interested in doing everything and committing so much to the roles that I was playing for other people that I had lost complete touch with myself. And that aha moment really forced me to confront that. Wait a second. There's something that I'm missing here. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, when, when you think, when, when you hear the word gifted, you think of like elementary kids, you think of the the gifted program there. And I, I was one of those gifted kids, but I never thought it would extend past that point. I thought it would always be just like, oh, I was a smart kid. I was high achieving, whatever, and just move on with my life as a normal adult, not even thinking for a fact that my gifted nature would extend past that point. So being able to like honor that and own that, the fact that giftedness might be bleeding into other aspects of my life was truly like a, a transformative point,
0: right, like an, a, a bit one of those big ahas. And like I just had a client <laughs> say to me, the phrase we've all heard when we, we've been growing up is, "Well, you're smart. That's gotta be easy for you, right? And like you're it, so smart." <laughs> And inside, it's like, well, not necessarily, (laughs) maybe, but not always. And and so then there's that wake up when we go, whoa, maybe it is extending into adulthood, because I know many people have said, well, gifted is for elementary school, maybe up into high school, but then it goes away. Right.
1: It absolutely does. There's no emotional support in middle school and high school. There's barely emotional support in kindergarten, It's not kindergarten, but elementary school. But no, you lose that identity completely within the school system as you enter middle school and beyond.
0: Right. So that's starting to change in the world because those of us in the gifted community that have awareness have been really trying to help support gifted people all the way into their evening years of their life because it follows us. It's it's our nature. It's who we are all the way through. Mm-hmm. So when you first had those few ahas, what kind of emotions did you have? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what happened to you? Because I'm sure there was emotion with that awakening.
1: As, as I was chatting with you earlier, I, I know you mentioned one of your clients feeling like, like they were giving birth to all of these emotions. And that's exactly what it felt like it was the first time i tapped in to like trying to finally understand myself and when you open those doors you don't necessarily know what's going to come out and when you're gifted you know the intense the intensity of the emotions that you experience when you open those doors all of that comes out and you're not quite sure how to deal with it all at first there was pain <laughs> there was excitement there was curiosity there was a feeling of being lost a feeling of like what now now i have this awareness but what do i do with it <laughs> um, and honestly a resistance at first too because i had been fed this idea by society of like you know what your high school experience is going to look like what your first relationship is going to look like through like tv and music and books and that was my window to the world and i wanted so badly to be that that for that to be my reality So there was, of course, a sense of loss at realizing that I was different, but also a sense of, like, excitement and curiosity to see where this would take me and who I would end up being, getting to, like, kind of finally meet myself.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Did you ever go through any times of being, like, depressed or really sad?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Like, there were points where being gifted... Was kind of like the lens that I put on my life to understand it. Because throughout, throughout kid years, throughout teenage years, throughout high school years, there was always a sense of being lonely and not fitting in. I loved interacting with an adult, with adults. Mm -hmm. I had an identity with adults. So of course, you know, when I realized that I had to become something more for my own survival, like a fully formed human, there was the, the sense of grief at losing. You know who i had been before that that easily put yourself into a box and interact with the world through that box kind of sense there was definitely a feeling of not belonging and a feeling of existential like kind of crises and angst Mm -hmm. because help someone kind of untangle this ball of yarn in my brain um and the first person that i started working with had no knowledge of working with gifted brains. And I was immediately misdiagnosed (laughs) and not knowing enough at the time, uh, enough to like question that diagnosis. um, I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right. My intuition was telling me that this is not matching what I am experiencing. And I wish I had followed it a little bit sooner because once I finally, you know, started working with someone who did understand gifted brains, they were able to point out these things that the other person was using as symptoms to back up this diagnosis and go, No, that's just you being gifted. It's just how your brain works. And it's fun. But you have to learn how to work with it. Yes. Um, So the last couple years have just been a journey in that, in in learning to work with the way that I function um, and with who I am.
0: Oh, yes. It is a journey. That's the truth. (laughs) It is. So will you share like one of your greatest joy I'm getting goosebumps one of your greatest joys um on this journey like because you know everybody thinks that or I think everybody thinks I hear it a lot oh you guys are just being snobs or you're this or you're that a lot of judgment because you know people judge what they they're afraid of or don't know anything about Mm -hmm. and it's we're a small percentage of the population all those things but there's joy within all of this kind of crazy finger painting mess (laughs) And uh, that's why we're laughing because there's great joy. So what share a little bit of the joy that's come along with all this other stuff. Absolutely.
1: So honestly, I think it's my, my, the overexcitabilities and the sensitivities that come with being gifted, realizing that that is an aspect of giftedness and being able to further tap into those because yeah, just like being gifted, having those sensitivities can be massively overwhelming and painful at times. Like, it's it's a lot to deal with. But being able to recognize that, mitigate things in my life so that doesn't affect me as much. But then also being able to put myself in situations where I get to really take advantage of that sensitivity. Like, last night, I was experiencing um, a, a classical music open mic night called classical revolution um, and the beauty of the music being played, being able to be musically gifted, being able to experience music in a richer, deeper way than I would be able to otherwise means I get to hear four melodies going at the same time. I get to hear the dynamics, the the, the volume, the way that they're playing with the melody and playing with each other as they collaborate. Like there's, there's this being able to know that my hearing could have been 2D, but instead I'm experiencing music in 3D and getting to have that gift is just, I
0: wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, I would I would venture to say you experience it more like 5D, that your yeah. spirit, your spiritual self is part of that um, nuance, is part of that precision that you hear that even people who are really skilled in the 3D world may not get. But then when you add your, your spiritual sensitivities and your intensities or overexcitabilities, it's even more than just 3D. I think it's probably more like 5D, really.
1: Yeah, you get to lose yourself in this tapestry and truly feel it, even on a spiritual level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's there's nothing else that compares or that can give me the same emotion as it right. uh, yeah. can. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Like words are pedestrian in those moments because there is no word. It's exactly. experience.
1: Yeah. But I tell you a joke right. when I can tell you this riff.
0: The RIP is far more, far more connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of telling jokes and talking, um, what's your view on small talk and networking? How, how is that for you as a gifted person who's got all these sensitivities and overexcitabilities. And when you're put in a room where you have to like small talk, how is that for your sense for your system?
1: This has been, it's funny that you should ask this. This has been a journey that I'm just starting to recognize in myself where at the beginning, I small talk was my crutch because it was a role that I could play in like society where I could fit into this person and not really have to show my true self and just talk about the weather and everything is fine. But the more, the more I accept and kind of own what makes me different and and my my like tap into my authentic self, the more I'm just like over with. Like, I would rather be talking to you about things that I am truly passionate about, and you're going to see so much more of the real me, and I'm going to see so much more of the real you if, you know, we just talk about what lights us up. So there's sort of like this impatience and frustration that kind of bubbles up now, and that's like my new my new part in my journey that I'm having to learn to work through. <laughs>
0: It's totally, it's totally the case. I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. In fact, I had a podcast episode recently with somebody I was interviewing and I was watching it with a friend of mine. I said, here, you got to watch this interview. It's like really amazing. And what my friend noted that my guest would get highly animated at certain times and it was animated, but not as animated. And, and my friend kept saying, see, see, there they are. They're getting excited. And I'm like, yes, because it's obvious we wear it on our face and, and it's beautiful.
1: It is. And it's, it's amazing that you, I for a while thought that people couldn't tell when I was lit up by something and and why, and when I was not, but the more I pay attention and the more I let myself be animated, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so apparent. The audience knows like the, and the people around, you know, when you're being honest with yourself
0: and with the world. Right. So let's, I got a question. That's a little bit, I don't know. It's popping in my head. So we're going with it. Mm -hmm. You you know, you're around a lot of gifted people. You work with a lot of, of twice exceptional gifted people. And you know them, they're everywhere in your world, pretty much. So when you look at all the gifted people, you know, and then you look out at like the state of affairs in the world, Mm -hmm. what impact do you believe that if gifted people really came to know themselves and shine their light, what impact do you think that would have to move our culture forward?
1: It would, it would literally change the world. (laughs) Like, It's the best way to teach anyone is... By leading by example, and I feel like the more, the more gifted people come to know and recognize and love themselves, and learn how to work with themselves instead of against themselves, gives everyone else permission to do the same thing. It gives everyone else the same permission to tap into who they truly are, to get to know the people around them on a deeper level. Um, you know, breaking through that small talk. And I feel like the more we understand ourselves, the more we understand each other, the more we understand the more, the more we have compassion and understand how to help the world as a whole.
0: Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. I get I have goosebumps listening to you. That's amazing. <laughs> so have you ever had times where you felt kind of lonely and like isolated because of your giftedness?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're such a small part of the gifted population. Um, I mean, adults have always been my best friends. Uh, Or at least now, since I am an adult, um, people like 10 years and more older, um, because there's always been this like asynchrony. I'm just now learning that word and learning to use it Mm -hmm. in my giftedness. There's been this asynchrony between, you know, what I'm interested in, what I'm passionate about and what I like talking about that doesn't always match with people in my peer group. So that's been a factor of loneliness, trying to, you know, find people to relate to that are of the same age group. Um, But also um, a loneliness, kind of like a self-inflicted loneliness that comes up or that has come up by resisting myself. Um, And by feeling like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, by feeling like I have to have a packaged version of myself that I can just hand someone and say, hey, here I am. That's me. That's all of me. There'll be nothing more. That's what you get. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you try and fit yourself into that box that you've promised someone, that is such a lonely experience. Yes. And you feel guilty for stepping outside of it, but you have to inevitably step outside of it because you're growing every day as a human being. So, yeah,
0: I... Self-denial is a really big deal And when we try to fit ourselves Into something that we're not We have to deny a part of us In order to do that Which is basically like Trying to cut off your arm and pretend like you have to Exactly It it doesn't work Um, But we're trained in this society to do that You know, like I had a client that said Her boss always says to her, just shut up and color You know and And I was laughing the other day With somebody else, I said, you know That whole coloring inside the lines thing, it's highly Mm -hmm. overrated. They teach you that when you're young. They teach you two things. Motor skills and how to drive because there's lines on the highway. Other than that, you really don't need it. That is very true. So... When we try to be inside lines that we're not meant to be in, we have to deny a part of us in order to do that. And that has consequences, you know, consequences of depression, pain, addiction feeling alone isolated suicide yeah. you know like when Robin williams said the quote that you know people you know people i forget it i always misquote it it's not depression that people don't talk about their depression they, they don't fake depression they fake being doing okay or being healthy or however he said it it's genius every time i see it i say it i can never repeat it but it's true. There's high functioning depression and anxiety in gifted people, and we fake being okay. We have to deny that gifted part of us that's got all angsty, and we fake that being okay when deep down inside there's like this this lonely kind of secret, silent pain trying to emerge, but we can't let you see it because we don't even know what it is or how to manage it. Exactly. Have you ever had, you ever had that kind of feeling where you had to like where something was going on in you and like you plastered that smile on and you did your thing and nobody really had any idea what was really happening in you.
1: Absolutely. Like for the it's it's almost it's a problem I run into quite a bit honestly. Um because I I often speak the words I don't have time for this to myself. Like I don't have time to feel depressed. I don't have time to not have a good day. I have to get on to the next thing. I have to get on to the next thing. But it's like it's like people tell you when you're feeling ill If you don't take a break, your body will take a break for you. Your body will decide when you have that. Same thing with your mental health. Like if the more you deny that part of yourself, the more you don't. The more you don't take care of yourself when you are feeling depressed, when you are feeling anxious, the longer you don't seek support. Your body will take that break for you, and it's going to be a lot messier than if you were treating it in the first place. So I've had to teach myself take breaks when I need time off to to honor my body more to honor my mind and my heart more and start living life in a way that helps support that because you know <laughs> a, th- a therapist I was working with at one time showed me a video about I uh, like an analogy where you're hosting a party and your really rude really mean neighbor comes by and you're like, oh he's here Every time you try to ignore him, He's going to do something bigger to get your attention. Every time you don't deal with the situation, he's going to become more of a problem. So you have to just address the situation in order for it to go away. Or not not even go away, because it doesn't go away, but just in order for for it to heal a little bit, as much as you need during that time. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it's true and, and sometimes when I when I find myself going I don't have time for this I don't have time for that I, na- I now shift it and go I have plenty of time for this in fact we're going to do it though in the pattern in a way that fits my spiritual giftedness and my overexcitabilities, and in the timing that fits for me so I say yes but I allow the essence of me to, to work with the timing and what I find is, like today, I have been going nonstop, and every break I thought I had, I didn't have, or maybe it was shortened. And, but what I also know is there will be time at the end of this, and it's not every day. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I can rise to the occasion as a gifted person and I can go to it. We all can go to it. Absolutely. What we, what we have to understand, though, is that there's like like when you are on a powerboat and you're going really fast and then you put the throttle back and there's that wave that does this, you know, that, that makes the boat rock because of the weight catching up with you. We yeah. have to realize it catches up with us. And so... We might need to. We might have to do it short term to function in society, and long term, it creates havoc at the least.
1: Yeah, you couldn't have said it better. Like that's actually a very recent thing I've been working on. On on working through myself is being able to to acknowledge that I can't go at level ten all the time. Like my performance is just not going to be that high, awesome performance that gifted people can, ch- can achieve every day of the week that we too need time to rest.
0: And right. It's like one we, of those patterns. We are not machines.
1: <laughs> we're not as we're much as we like be- to
0: think we are. Well, we're human beings, but what happens is we get called machines by there. Cause I think, well, you're smart. You can do it. You're smart. You're creative. Come on, just go. What well, well, the backup? I'm a human here. I'm not a machine. We're not
1: a calculator. We're not a computer.
0: Right, Exactly. <laughs> we might know how to use them, but we're not them. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's important. Like, And that's why we're having this conversation, because I think that being a gifted adult is trickier than people realize. Almost every client, pretty much every client that comes and finds me is gifted. And some of them do not even know it. And when I start trying to teach them about their brain development and asynchrony and what about this and what about that? And we're going through the whole thing. And I have them watch videos and and I give them information and then they can come back and tell me if it resonates with them. And every time it's like, how did you know?
1: Exactly.
0: I'm like, well, because (laughs) a few of the people I know, like pretty much all the people I know, we live it. So no, you're not crazy. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to pathologize or look for a diagnosis to undo you because that's not it necessarily. Mm-hmm. It might be, but maybe not. You know? Probably not actually. So what are you doing? What tangible steps? If somebody's listening to you and they're going, Oh my God, I think I think she's talking to me.
1: <laughs> What's the first step? Your your first step is honestly just accepting that, you know, being gifted is different. You're going to have really amazing things about being gifted. You're going to have not so amazing things about keep being gifted. Um, but that's okay. And just your first step should be getting to know yourself after you accept yourself, getting to know yourself and especially finding support from someone who understands gifted brains. So yes. you, you can truly like, so, so you're not getting misinformation. So you're not just you don't have empathetic people in your life. You want someone who is empathetic to the gift, the existence of being gifted, and someone who can help you untangle that ball of yarn in your ma- in, in your mind, and help you implement strategies in your life to help you better work with yourself instead of fight yourself.
0: Right, that's really good advice. And so, if you're out there seeking support, one of the things I always teach people is ask if they if the person understands working with gifted people. And you can tell by this answer. If they say, I work with smart people or yes, I've worked with some gifted people, mm-hmm. not no, that, that's not the person for you. The person that you want is a person who goes, yes, and they start elaborating on gifted brain development, overexcitabilities, positive disintegration, something that is tangible about your experience. If they just say, I work with smart people, or yeah, I work with gifted people, and they don't keep going and give you a little bit of kind of gravy with those mashed potatoes, then move on. Because we all know, those of us who work with gifted people, we all know that how to answer that question in a way that's meaningful because we've been in that exact same spot seeking people to support us in whatever way that get us that's why the podcast is called someone gets me Mm -hmm.
1: and if you're gifted and you're here then you are already at a fantastic place to start (laughs) right yes yeah
0: perfectly okay so tell us a little bit about what does victoria rose supper do for fun what does a gifted person do for fun so what do you do
1: I, I have so many interests Go ahead, Blake, <laughs> music start course
0: is right. at the top of it. Yes. Um,
1: I, I love playing. I love teaching. I love um, just, you know, reading my music books. Like I like people read books. I also like reading books. Um, I am a, uh, I am involved with a group that does immersive theater uh, and creates immersive theater experiences. So lots of creative endeavors. Um, I love, I, I love learning just for the sake of learning, (laughs)
0: um,
1: in terms of, um, like i picked up coding just a little bit, just to kind of explore what that mental framework feels like, um,
0: exploring a second, you're a musician who picked up coding so you could understand what that mental framework feels like. Yes. That's normal for gifted people.
1: That's so cool. I didn't know that.
0: Okay, that's normal for gifted people. It is not normal for the other people. That they would look cool. at you and think, oh, you can only do one. Or why would you want to learn that? You're a musician. Why would you want to learn that? Gifted people totally get that. Like, I just want to know what it feels like or what it sounds like. Like, I,
1: I want to know what brain skills you have to use to like better work with that 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 platform, that uh. <laughs> that mechanic.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. What else are you into?
1: Um, love video games. Video games have actually been a fantastic help with, um, spatial awareness stuff as well as like it it indulges my creative explorative, um, tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, uh, writing I'm picking up tennis just to be more in my body because as a gifted person, um, sometimes we say so much in our heads that I, I actually have had a long history with not being enough in my body. So trying to establish a connection with that by skill building, rock climbing, tennis, you name it. I just I love seeing what the world has to offer and learning as much as I can.
0: <laughs> All right, and don't forget tea.
1: Oh, and tea. Yes. How could I forget tea? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Actually, my dream to open up a tea room at some point just so I can educate and ignite other people's passion To match that of my own.
0: Uh Uh (laughs) I was like, she's not mentioning tea. I know how. (laughs) You're drinking tea, yeah. You like the pot. (laughs) exactly so as as you all can hear that there's other things I'm sure that we're not even mentioning right now Mm -hmm. because our interests are diverse and wide and they come and go some things we dive in deeply and then we exit because we got what we needed and we move on some things last in different ways or they morph or they evolve and all of it's perfectly okay
1: it is and never feel like just just like don't feel like you put yourself in a box and that's all you can be. Don't deny yourself. Also, don't deny yourself the the wonderful malleability of gaining new interests and dropping interests. You don't have to have your identity be like three things. You can constantly be evolving and exploring. That's something I had to learn. <laughs> and Life is a um... lot better since I've learned it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. It's not just three things. That is so true. Yes. Oh my god, I'm cracking up. Okay, oh, so
1: what's and also I'm sure you've had this experience too, but how do you feel when you ask people what their interests are and they're like football, TV and I guess working out? <laughs> it's like no. Really? <laughs> no.
0: Unless, unless the list continues I, exactly. I get a little nervous or scared for that person like really or the oh, yeah. people who live life only through screens like they never are engaged with life you know
1: it's like how do you exist uh, like how, how do you how do you find not how do you exist but how do you find joy and and experience life in a way that is pleasing and stimulating <laughs>
0: right right how do you do that right yeah so what's the most memorable food you've ever eaten in your whole life
1: when I was eight years old, um, I, my family was on a vacation in North Carolina and we had stopped at this general store and I do not know the general store's name to this day. I've never figured it out. Um, but they had a little restaurant attached to it and I love brie. I loved brie all my life, but I've never had baked brie until that moment. And oh my gosh, Diane, the crust was so flaky and light and delicious and buttery. And it matched so well with the creaminess of the baked brie. And there was like this fruit compote with it. So like mm-hmm. the savory, the salty, the buttery, the sweetness. Oh, best thing I've ever eaten to this day. So good.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Yes. And when what it's I- made right. Oh my gosh. That's great. So... Is there anything that you wanted to share with everybody that is on your heart that uh, we haven't covered yet?
1: I think just give yourself time, give yourself flexibility, allow yourself to grow and love yourself through the process. And don't think of There is no moral failing. There's no such thing as moral failing. As you're making mistakes on your growth journey, as you're not realizing things as fast as you think you need to, even though there's really no such thing, no timeline that you have to ascribe to, don't get down on yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just love
0: yourself through the whole process. Mm, that's really good advice. It's true. I think sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves. And I was tell everybody, it's like a Montessori school. We're all going to get to the same place. We just might go at different, take longer at different stations than others. It's totally cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally cool. So if you're loving what Victoria Rose Supper is saying, there's much more, I'm sure. Um, But if you love what she's saying, all of her contact information is in the show notes. And you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook and all over the place and see what it's like to be a musician. Who's a social media person who likes video games? Who's learning coding for kicks? You can see what (laughs) her life is like, right? Because it's really exciting. You can ask her questions and things too, and that's totally fine because we want to have your needs met here. As someone gets me, so your final question of the day is: We have a billboard going up, and your quotes on it. The whole world's going to see it—not just the gifted world. Everyone is going to see it. Mm -hmm. What is your quote?
1: This is a very good question.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: I think I think it would be give yourself permission to rewrite who you are at any moment. Give beautiful. yourself permission to learn who you are.
0: Right. I love that. Give yourself permission to learn who you are at every moment. That is beautiful. Thank you, Victoria Rose, so much for being on the show with me today. What fun we're having. <laughs> Thank, you so Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there and love yourself into being all that you're meant to be because your quirky, amazing, bright giftedness is needed in this world more than we can ever imagine. So come join the party with us, will you? Until the next episode, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.